to the UFO Thinker podcast. My name's Frank and let's get cracking. So basically I thought I'd just do a little bit of a solo podcast this week, bit of a bonus one again. I've actually had um, a guest on the podcast for like the main episode last week which was Graham Randall and that was a really interesting conversation. If you've not had a chance to listen to that, we really kind of went in deep about World War II UFO sightings and um, obviously Graham's got a, a, a huge amount of expertise in that particular area, so it was really interesting to dive in and ask him a lot of questions about that topic. And next Friday, I've actually got um, James Iandoli um, engaging the phenomenon on the podcast, and that was something I've, I've really wanted to speak to James for a while because I've had a lot of questions about um, CE5 and consciousness, and again, we went pretty deep, and that's already recorded Um that one so uh, it's due to go out next friday and i thought you know i might as well get a little solo one in so basically what what this is is uh, what i'm going to go into today is something i actually mentioned on that ufo podcasts listener questions uh, segment that we recorded yesterday now i'm not sure when that's actually going to go out live uh, when, when you'll be able to listen to the the full episode but Basically prepared like a little a few points that I wanted to talk about on that and um, it was like a 15 minute slot basically and it's hard sometimes to judge what you're actually going to be able to explain and, and get in in 15 minutes. 15 minutes when you're actually recording a podcast with two other people goes really fast you know you, you, you wouldn't think it but 15 minutes just is over in the blink of an eye you know it's hard to judge things like that it's something I'm still learning to do. So I thought it'd be worth just going into what I was actually talking about on the uh, the listener questions uh, bit with, with Andy and Dan, um, and I'll just go into it in a bit more detail and actually just kind of fully flesh out what I was actually on about, just in case anyone's interested. And I think it, it, even if I hadn't mentioned it on, on that particular segment, I think it'd still be uh, worth going into. So first of all, what I actually said then for my kind of... Um, listen a question was it's all about something that i've seen a little bit more on on especially since being on ufo twitter which is something i've only really kind of been on in the last year really i was lurking for a long time not really interacting and and posting or anything but just checking out other people's posts um i think i've actually had the twitter account for about three years or something but never really posted or anything till till about the last six months or so and um yeah, so what what I've started to notice is you get the occasional character popping up who essentially claims to have been, you know, abducted or had, had some kind of contact experience and, you know, been given a message. Now, I, I just want to, before I get any deeper into that, I just want to say that what I'm talking about is in in no way suggesting that we should not take experiences experiences seriously because obviously we should and any suggestion that we should not take a, a somebody's experience um seriously or you know even going so far as to like ridicule anybody's experiences totally not cool and would be a massive step back i mean obviously the the ufo topic has made 
great progress in the last few years and we're kind of getting away from people's experiences uh, with UFOs being ridiculed and the last thing that I would want to do is is even slightly suggest to not take somebody's experiences seriously however there are certain things that you have to you have to bear in mind and that's kind of what you know what what I'm getting at with this so like I say I've seen a few people on on uh, you know UFO Twitter and whatnot, especially because they actually hashtag UFO Twitter and then that pops up if you're scrolling through the hashtag or whatever. And there've been a few people who claim to have been in contact with extraterrestrials, been given a message, and um, and so on. And I don't want to go into the actually naming names because of the things that I'm going to explore in some more depth, you know, throughout the course of of this particular um, uh, podcast, but. There's there's one particular individual at the moment who is um, claiming to have been in contact with extraterrestrials and been taken to a base that the extraterrestrials actually have and um, shown certain things and been given a message telepathically and um, this particular individual is now uh, arranging a press conference. Um, I suppose like you know it's open to interpretation really i don't know what scale the press conference is going to be at etc but the plan is to to have a press conference and deliver the message from the extraterrestrials to humans um and it just kind of it, it you know it, it throws up a number of you know questions and and things to think about and and that's really what i'm trying to get at with this so i I don't want to sort of like tease anybody as well so if there's anybody really really intrigued about who i'm talking about just send me a dm on twitter so it's at ufo thinker on twitter send me a dm or something or whatever and i'll point you in the direction of the person who's making these claims and things if you really want to know i'm not going to like keep it a secret you know what i mean this person is putting themselves out there um in into the world of ufo twitter you know specifically trying to get the message out but for the some of the reasons that i'm going to talk about i don't really want to broadcast the name of the person uh, but if it's like I say anyone's really intrigued give me a message on there and i'll tell you who it is but it made me think it's like you know such a, a bold claim that so this person has been you know to a base that's inhabited by extraterrestrials on this planet you know that is obviously a huge deal you know if true obviously so there's kind of three different potential outcomes that could be happening with this particular case okay so the first one is that the person is completely telling the truth and it is all real now again real is kind of like open to interpretation so when i say real it could be that literally this person has been picked up in a nuts and bolts craft from their bedroom or whatever and taken you know physically taken across a certain distance to arrive at a physical base and have actually stepped foot inside it and done this that and the other i suppose there is also loads of other potentials like the experience of going to the base actually took place while this person was actually sat in a stationary position in their house but mentally they did experience this but that was a projection from some extraterrestrial intelligence into their consciousness so to them it feels real um 
but they never actually set they never actually left the the house they may feel that they did but perhaps they didn't and you hear about things like that in in numerous abduction cases and, and things like that where that, that could possibly be the case and the things i've been researching about consciousness recently um there is the possibility that many experiences that we actually feel that we go through and experience are actually potentially that you know a projection onto our consciousness or you know but again that that's kind of a, a i don't want to get too sidetracked but it's so there's possibility that the first one is that just that this thing is actually real and this person has really experienced it whether that means physically going to the location or you know having had the experience of physically going to the location which has been a, a projection so if that we take that as the first option that the that the person is completely telling the truth you know whether their experience was real or projection or whatever they really experienced it and they have um been given a message so that's that's option number one option number two is that the person is making the story up we have to be you know completely honest about it i mean i i'm all for a, a cool story but what i really want out of the ufo topic is the actual truth i mean you know it's that's why i started this podcast in the first place is to find the actual truth and if you hear somebody saying something like they've been in contact with extraterrestrials there is always the possibility there that they're just not telling the truth you know that this person may be um you know specifically misleading you know the public telling a yarn you know making up a story because you know there's money to be made if you have a really compelling abduction experience you know you can get your five minutes of fame especially at the moment with the buzz around the topic and you know not only that you can even if you're not going to get famous and make money out of it you know you, if you pop up and you've got a really compelling story about an abduction uh, you know there's going to be a certain amount of interest in that especially on the ufo twitter side of things you know if you say look this happened to me there's always going to be that intrigue there and i'm no different i mean i seen i've seen a few stories recently like this one and a couple of others and there's always that little bit of your brain that goes you know what doesn't matter how many red flags are thrown up in this particular story what if it's true you know and and that is the thing that people can potentially feed on you know that that's the thing that people can you know if somebody was cynically trying to mislead people and put out a, a false story in order for a bit of attention or you know fame in extreme cases and, and money you know um they can do that and there's always the possibility that that you know it's happening in this case that i'm talking about now and there's the possibility that there's been cases in the past and there's almost certainly going to be cases in the future now i really hope that that's not the case here and any case that I look into, I really hope that that's not the case as well, because it's really, you know, the worst potential outcome of hearing of any any story like this, any any account like this. The worst potential outcome is that somebody is deliberately, you know, telling lies to achieve whatever goal it is that they've got in mind. So I really hope that that's not the case in in in, in this situation. Um, but you you know I don't know that I don't know this individual you know I only know things that have been posted online 
So it's, it's something that you have to consider, the percentage chance that it could be that. And I think the third option, and this is something, again, I touched on on the uh, the, the listener calling uh, with Andy and Dan, we should be aware that the possibility that a potentially vulnerable individual with serious delusions could be elevated to a platform that they never should have had in the first place by people on the internet who are desperate to believe the story. So that's the third possible outcome here, is that this person is unwell, you know? And I'll be honest, in this particular case that I'm talking about, this person seems to be... um, not not the most stable you know i've seen a few um youtube videos and things like that where almost seems like a little bit of um you know um you know like the person is is crying and things like that or almost crying and stuff and, and struggling to get the story out and i think that throws up a whole um a whole you know bunch of other questions that you can ask really because what if somebody just actually had serious delusions as a result of a mental health condition and people who are you know invested in the ufo topic really want to believe that story and you know they basically which which i i'm one of those people you know if i hear of an incredible story like somebody being abducted by aliens and given a message of course that's going to be interesting and but the the risk there is that especially with the online UFO community, stories like that can gain traction quite quickly, spread around through you know UFO Twitter and Reddit forums and whatever else it might be, and there's always the risk there that that somebody who's suffering from you know you know delusions, somebody who, who's who's got a mental health condition could be quite a vulnerable individual is elevated to a pedestal to tell their story because it seems so amazing. And the story then kind of, you know, grows its own legs and, and you know, runs away with itself. And, and the, the, the vulnerable individual who's suffering these delusions in the first place is is really kind of thrust into the, the spotlight, perhaps even more so than, than what is healthy for that individual. And and that is, again, a possibility. It's probably quite a controversial, um, you know, thing to discuss because, as I say, there's always you know there's always the danger of like the age-old thing of you know somebody sees a ufo everybody calls them crazy and that's definitely not what i'm trying to do here um but there's always the possibility if somebody says they're being contacted by an alien you know there is the possibility there that that person's just not very well you know and and if that is the case you know it's it's not a good position for them to be in to achieve some kind of minor celebrity status and social media and all of a sudden they're getting loads of attention what's that going to do to their mental health if they are genuinely unwell so the thing is is that you know out of those three possible outcomes the first one is that it's true you know everything that that's that's being said did actually take place the second one is that this person is cynically trying to gain fame or attention or whatever. And the third one is that the person is unwell and they, you know, maybe they may be very convinced that their story, you know, is actually true, but it, it could be as a result of some kind of, you know, serious delusions from a, from a mental health condition. And I think the second, the second option there, 
that, that somebody's cynically trying to manipulate people to believe in a story to achieve their own goal. That's the worst possible outcome here. Uh, well, I suppose... I don't know if it's, you could really rank them in terms of best and worst, but you know that that's the one I would I would kind of least like to see because it's it would be quite sad that somebody would take advantage, you know, in that way. The third outcome is you know kind of equally equally as bad because that's somebody who's suffering with you know quite a severe mental health condition, and that that's not a desirable outcome of this situation either. And the first option that it's all true is, I guess, what I really want, you know. And the danger is that because I want the first outcome to be true so much, I ignore the other two possible possibilities, which is definitely something that I've been tempted to do. But when you look at the actual reality of the situation what's most likely to be the the case out of those three options i don't really know i've not really made my mind up yet but you know you you as the listener like what do you think you know what's the most likely out of those three options is it real is it somebody cynically trying to you know achieve their own goals by making up this story or is it three the person is just unwell and you know experiencing some kind of delusions it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, is there a fourth option there? I don't, I don't know. But these are the things that have been going through my head, you know, upon seeing a few of these bits and pieces. There's also an, another individual that I've seen recently who was claiming to have business partners who are extraterrestrials and trying to sell a book or something along the lines of that. And um, again, something that Dan had actually said on the listener questions uh, was that, you know, there's always going to be people who try to make a few quid out of, you know, the things that they create that happen to be associated with the, you know, the topic of UFOs. And I have absolutely no problem with that, by the way. I think that's worth pointing out here as well. Um, I don't advertise on the podcast or anything at the moment. I don't have a book to sell. I have literally no... Uh, no profits to be made from this topic whatsoever i'm literally just here for the truth but you know if if the if the option was there to to make some income from from the topic i probably would do it you know even to the point where you know if if the option was ever there to make a a full-time living out of this you know that'd be great because it'd basically allow me to spend my life researching the topic which is there's nothing i'd love more than to do that so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, people who have podcasts and they have a Patreon account so people can fund that the podcast is going to make the podcast better. You know, it's going to make um, the equipment that they've got better to make everything easier. I literally don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever. You know, the the bit where it gets a little bit, you know, insidious is when somebody is, is selling a book and they make up certain elements of a story or embellish certain elements of a story to to make that book a more sellable product and it's the i guess it's the conundrum that you're always going to have is that you know when money gets involved it it becomes a little bit more difficult to to remain honest in a way money complicates things doesn't it and if you if you're selling a book, if you're selling, um, let's say for example a, a CE5 trip, you know there's always if you manage to 
create and the illusion of, of something really significant happening um, for the people who have paid for that trip, obviously that's going to make you more money in the future, you know, and that's bad. You know, that that's the, the, the bad end of the scale, you know, being, you know, not being truthful about what's actually taking place, embellishing stories to sell books, you know, making up certain, um, you know, fantastic claims in order to make your story more, um, you know, more interesting and more sellable if it's in a book or, you know, more interesting speech to be able to give at a UFO conference. And that is totally unjustifiable and I am against it in every way. But people who, who put the time in to make amazing artwork and then sell a T-shirt with the artwork on, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, somebody who spends the time to write a book on the topic of UFOs and they sell the book great absolutely fantastic i don't think there's anything wrong with that whatsoever but as i say it does open up the possibility of of a true story being corrupted by the the need or the want for you know for profit greed is a real thing we we all we're all human and we're all susceptible to certain things that humans can fall into the trap of. And one of those is, is greed, unfortunately. One of those is the, the desire for attention. And I think when you're looking at these kind of, um, you know, fantastic claims and stories and things, you know, we're, we are all human. We are all susceptible to falling into certain traps. And we have to be aware of that. So moving on to the the actual, there was three points that I uh, discussed on the uh, listener calling. So the first one was, first off, as the topic gets more mainstream, are we going to see more of these types of things? People trying to make a few quid or five minutes of fame from uh, from a story. Not to make light of anybody's experiences, because the majority are most likely genuine, but we have to be careful of how muddy the waters are getting. And as I say, what I wanted to do is go into these in a bit more detail because I think I massively underestimated how long it would take to um, actually delve into these points. Um, I mean, I've been—I think I've been talking now for about twenty-two minutes already, and I've not even got to the point. So definitely, I think I've tried to squeeze a little bit too much into, you know, what's possible in a fifteen-minute segment there, really. But lesson learned, you know. So going back to the point that I just said there, then the first point. As the topic gets more mainstream, are we going to see more of these kind of accounts? Now, there's different ways to look at that. So first of all, as the topic loses some of the stigma that it's had over the years, we are more than likely going to see more accounts of abductions and things like that cropping up from people who genuinely have experienced something, which is exciting. That's a great thing. But also there's the risk as the topic gets more mainstream that... You know, we've already seen things like the Tic Tac brand in America jumping on the bandwagon and, and doing some advertisements to do with, you know, the UFOs and things like that. Obviously, the Tic Tac um, UFO incident and so on, they've, they've jumped straight on it. And as much as it's great to see in some ways that the topic is becoming quite mainstream, and there's no, no question, we're kind of living through a bit of a, a heightened awareness of the UFO topic at the moment, which is a great thing. We are also going to see, you know, like we see in these brands taking advantage of it to sell a bit more of their product. There's always a possibility that we're going to see some people coming out with some fantastic stories 
that are not true. And they're going to be doing that because they're aware that at the moment you can really hop on that wave and ride that wave all the way to making a few, you know, a few pounds of profit. And I think there was actually one that I saw recently, which was, I, I think it was a homestead, um, uh, like uh, YouTube channel. And it seems to me that that particular video, they'd supposedly seen a UFO over the top of the, the homestead and um, the video was showing the, you know, the, the supposed evidence for it. And um, it looked to me like it was a long exposure camera that had been left overnight and some kind of a, an aircraft had gone over and it was... Um, it, it's hard to explain but it's like a, when you have a long exposure set on your camera and an aircraft travels across it kind of blurs the images as the moving object moves across and you end up with like something which looks kind of like a ufo and um, uh, i spoke to when i first saw it i was quite amazed by it and then i saw a few people's analysis and um, scott brown on on twitter who tends to look at photography and, and video footage and, and analyze it from a sort of experience experts uh, viewpoint anyway so he said that it was most likely to be a long exposure um camera and it probably wasn't a legit ufo and so on and then when you watch the video back knowing that it, it almost seems as though there's the possibility there that they have um you know probably set the camera up overnight to to make some really nice detailed long exposure pictures of the stars and then this aircraft has gone over and they've thought oh do you know what um you know let's let's get a few clicks on the video by saying it's a ufo and people are going to do that aren't they you know it's something we have to be aware of there's there's you know they might have not actually realized that it was a long exposure thing and they might have genuinely thought it was a ufo you know which is a different situation i don't really know enough about the people who made the video and stuff but it struck me as that they were trying to you know get a bit of clickbait going on they were trying to say look oh we've seen aliens or whatever you know whereas really they knew that it wasn't but you know they kind of did it in a slightly playful tone and the giveaway for me was that at the beginning of the video where they show the supposed evidence for this UFO, um, they actually showed a few other stills of long exposure, um, you know, shots. So like, you know, when you have a long exposure shot and you have a sparkler in your hand and you can draw letters in the air with it. I think I'm using the right terminology there about the long exposure shot. I'm not exactly a, an expert in photography, but you know, the ones where you have like somebody has a sparkler and then they draw like a letter in the air and because of the long exposure it the letter actually shows up as a as a full letter hard to explain really but they had some of those shots at the beginning of the the video which kind of suggests that they know all about how to make long exposure shots and they've done it using the same camera and uh yeah it just seems dodgy to me and we're going to see more of that. The more mainstream the UFO topic gets, which it's, get, it's got pretty mainstream, you know, over the last um, couple of years, and it seems to just be carrying on on that trajectory, we are going to see more of these. And we have to be careful because the more muddy the waters get with fakes, there's the potential that the bubble can burst. You know, the public are going to get sick of seeing, oh, it's another fake UFO video, and, you know, it can turn people off. You know, I think there's a lot of people who, who are naturally quite interested in the UFO topic in the public, but they get they get burned. You know, they, they see a UFO video and they get all excited and it's like, wow, check that out, it's amazing. And then it turns out that that video was a fake, that the person that was doing it was 
um, deliberately making a fake video or something along the lines of that. And then they feel like they've been took for a fool and it's like, oh, the next time they see a UFO video, they... Um, you know they they can't take it as seriously, and I think I think I was probably like that to be honest with you. You know, ten years ago when I was a lot younger, I was really interested in the UFO topic, and then you see a few dodgy things happening. You know, somebody you, you know, you buy into it. You know, you, you get all excited about it, and then there's a few kind of red flags pop up, and you look into it a little bit more deeply, and you realise actually it was a lot of nonsense. And you just feel like you've been burned. And then the next time you see something, you're less likely to take it seriously. And the big kind of flip around for me was, was the, you know, the TTSA coming out and um, and all the things that happened a couple of years ago. And ever since then, it's kind of reignited my, uh, my interest in the topic because all of a sudden there's much more credible information and, and you know, data-dense cases and so on that have come out. But... As I say, what I'm trying to get at here is that it's great that the topic's more mainstream and that's probably going to dissolve the stigma a little bit. But, we, you know, humans, unfortunately, are not always honest and people will use hype to, you know, put out false information in order to to boost a little, you know, get a few more clicks on the video one week and things like that. And it's going to be a difficult... Um, difficult time to navigate what's real and what's fake um because obviously again you know i really want the truth in this this topic i don't want you know just some interesting kind of stories you know fictional stuff i want the actual truth because it's just such a significant thing that i i, I take it quite seriously you know i really want to know what is going on i don't want to you know, be fed kind of like interesting CGI fake clips or, you know, people who have kind of trying to lead you off, lead you astray a little bit to sell a book, you know, that, that sort of stuff. As soon as I get a whiff of it, I'll, I'll shut it down and just move on to the next thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's that. And, um, next point then is it begs the question if an extraterrestrial intelligence was going to try to communicate a message to humans, how would they do it? Would they in fact focus on one individual or a government to break the message or would they more likely have some kind of way of just telepathically beaming a message into everyone's consciousness simultaneously? And again, this is one that I spoke about with Andy and Dan a little bit. Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to answer that. The thing is, when I first heard about this particular individual who claims to have a message from extraterrestrials and um, is putting a press conference on and, and all the rest of it, I, my initial reaction to that was, yeah, right, whatever. If, if aliens were going to contact humans, they're not just going to pick one individual and just say, look, go for it, go on, go and tell the world, because nobody's going to believe that individual anyway. And, you know, like, surely extraterrestrials would have an understanding that humans, if you give one human, like, an um, a, an unbelievable bit of information that no other humans have got, then there's always the possibility that human can twist that around to benefit themselves. And, you know, you give one person power and it corrupts them, you know. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, as the old uh, saying goes. You know, so that, that was kind of my initial thought with it. And I thought, well, you know, if extraterrestrials did actually have some kind of way to, you know, 
to get here from wherever they are or if, if they are indeed already here or whatever it might be, they would surely just kind of have a way of beaming the knowledge directly into everybody's consciousness all at the same time. They're not just going to tell one person and say, right, now you know, good luck, go and tell the rest of them. You know, it doesn't didn't seem to me realistic that that might happen. But actually, I can't think of anything... Now I've actually sat down and really thought about it. I can't think of anything that would be more devastating to humans than to just everybody know that these things are here all at once. It would be chaos, wouldn't it? You know. So, actually, that that initial thought that I had that they wouldn't tell one individual and they'd just beam it into everybody's heads. Yeah, I don't think maybe that's not that realistic because, you know. If you wanted to cause the maximum amount of disruption to the human race and to completely change the course of human history in an instant, that's how you'd do it. You'd beam it into everybody's heads and everybody would just understand what's going on. But doing that would just completely, irreversibly change the course of human history forever in an instant. And it's so unpredictable how humans would react you could literally, by doing that, you could cause the end of the human race overnight. You know, there could just be some massive escalation of tensions between two superpowers in the world, and nuclear bombs get launched, everybody gets destroyed. You know, there's the possibility that that might happen. You know, the the unpredictable nature of human beings is such that maybe they wouldn't take that risk. Of, of just like okay everybody now everybody knows everything you know maybe it would be a case of they would gradually reveal themselves by ramping up you know sightings and allowing occasional you know human beings to witness something in the knowledge that the majority of humans would ridicule the sighting and not take it seriously, they would reveal themselves very, very gradually, one at a time, maybe do some abductions, you know, maybe just kind of fly a tic-tac near some military, you know, aircraft and, um, you know, allow them to video it and then gradually a couple of years later do another one and, you know, maybe what we've been seeing over the last, you know, 70, 80 years, whatever it is, is extraterrestrials gradually allowing us to see more of them maybe it's something you know completely different maybe it's just that our technology has improved so much that we can now see them they were there all along and they've been there for thousands of years you know who knows but I, I just think now that actually maybe that is what aliens would do you know extraterrestrials or you know ultra terrestrials crypto terrestrials or whatever these whatever's behind ufos and uap maybe they would just contact one individual who seems to be just a random person you know something andy mentioned on um on the listener questions was you know what 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 do you think would happen if if boris johnson you know the prime minister of the uk at the moment if he was just abducted by aliens overnight and um, you know they told him all this stuff about what humans you know are doing to the planet or whatever it might be and then they just drop him back in his bed and the next day he has a press conference where he says he was abducted by aliens like I don't think people would believe him they'd probably assume he was insane take him out of the office of prime minister and you know keep him under observation for a while like 
they're not if if an extraterrestrial race was actually going to reveal themselves if they abducted one world leader probably wouldn't work very well if they abducted all of the world leaders then you've still got a massive potential for conflict to escalate you know the the country's jostling for who is going to be the, the, the spokesperson for you know contact with the the extraterrestrials and you know if they beamed it into everybody's consciousness every single human being on the planet there's just way too much possibility for you know widespread devastation and, and riots and you know we kind of live as humans sorry just take a little sip of my tea there i'm recording this podcast quite early so i've pretty much just woke up and uh, made myself a cup of coffee and uh, now I'm drinking a cup of tea, <laughs> so excuse me if you, if you hear a few little sips here and there. Yeah, so I was saying we, we kind of live as humans in a in a very, very precarious situation. So we live in a, in a, in a civilization where we all follow the rules and we just about cling to peace. And you see it in situations where there's riots in in countries or for example when um you know hurricanes and, and tsunamis natural disasters and things like that hit uh, certain areas you get widespread looting you know you get just a descent into like the worst types of human behavior and um, you also obviously get the you know the um the emergence of of amazing things done by humans in those situations as well but you know, when when a natural disaster hits an area, the worst and the best in humans all comes out all at once. You know, and and there's there's definitely the potential for that to happen. You know, the, the balance of of kind of the worst parts of humanity and the best parts of humanity is just about kept in check all the time by the societies that we live in. You know, in in the UK, in America, Germany, France. You know, all of the kind of the uh, the leading countries in the world um there's, there's kind of some countries where the balance is not kept in check very well sadly you know and that that definitely is taking place right now in in certain parts of the world but that balance is is very easily lost and i think something as as significant as all of a sudden everybody knows that we're not the only ones in the universe that would throw that balance right off and you'd get you know the possibility there of, of just horrible things happening is, is too much and and you know i don't think it's it's very likely that they would actually do that so um, is it actually likely that you know if if extraterrestrials did want to put out a message they would land at a school in zimbabwe and and telepathically give a message to children knowing that that would create a certain amount of interest in the media and the message would get out there, but in a way that the people who would be most likely to go off the rails and 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 what uh, would probably just see it as a ridiculous story and they would dismiss it or ridicule it or whatever. Maybe that's part of the plan that they know that some people take it seriously, some people will dismiss it, and that's what they actually want. You know, it's like. A subtle way of, of of establishing their presence here you know we've got an increase in in or what seems to be an, an increase in sightings of of unidentified flying objects and 
gradually kind of letting the public wake up to it and you know, letting all of humanity sort of wake up to it and you know maybe that's all part of the plan and and giving certain messages to certain people at strategic times could actually be a thing you know and, and this is the line of, of thinking that i go down with it maybe when you hear these stories that somebody has been given a message from extra, extraterrestrials maybe that is true you know there's the possibility going back to those three different outcomes i was talking about earlier the first one that everything is true and they've actually had a message from extraterrestrials the extraterrestrials aren't naive enough to think that everybody's going to believe the message but maybe that's why they do it so that you know some people who are open to receiving the message at that moment in time can receive the message and they know that the people who aren't ready for the message are just going to dismiss it or ridicule it anyway it's a difficult one to get your head round but again Anyone else who's got some some ideas or thoughts or anything to add, drop me a message on on Twitter. It's always great to hear from people at UFO Thinker. Give us a shout on there. And let me know what you guys think. And lastly, the third point was, and th- again, this is kind of a con- controversial one, I think. But should we be aware of the possibility that a potentially vulnerable individual with serious delusions could be elevated to a platform that they never should have had in the first place by people on the internet who are desperate to believe the story? Now, again, it's not one that's very popular. If you, you know, with, with good reason as well, because as I said earlier on uh, during this episode, if you even sort of go down the line of thinking that somebody who has seen a UFO or been abducted or anything like that, is crazy then it's the wrong way to approach it isn't it because you know that's the the horrible stigma that people who have had real experiences you know they've had to deal with that and that's why where the stigma comes from in the first place isn't it like nobody wants to have a profound experience and then be be called crazy or whatever because that's that's an awful thing to have to go through but on the other hand you can't ignore the possibility that somebody that's saying that they have been contacted by extraterrestrials, what if they haven't really been contacted and, and this is just some kind of you know, delusions arising from a mental health condition? And it, as, as people are interested in, in UFOs and things like that, you hear a story, there's always a percentage of your your mind, your way of thinking that you want to believe it. I want to believe some of these stories that I'm talking about, you know. The, the, the individual who's doing a press conference and, you know, delivering this message that they've been given by, by, by you know, aliens, essentially. There's, there's a part of me that really wants it to be true, you know. And... I don't want to feed into it, which is why I'm not mentioning the name of the person, because the press conference that's supposedly been organised is going to reveal whether or not there's anything to this, you know? And my suspicion is that it's it's, it's going to be a bit shambolic and it's going to be no real evidence presented and there's going to be some very, very bold claims and some fantastic stories being told, but with very little to back it up. Now... The person I'm actually on about here is talking about actually inviting a TV crew to go to the base that the person has, has been to and actually film some of the contents of the base and, and present hard evidence to prove that all of this is true. 
obviously I have pretty significant doubts as to whether or not that's going to happen. But again, part of me thinks, I really hope that it is. You know, I mean, that would be absolutely incredible, wouldn't it? You know, if we actually see this. But on the other hand, what if it's not? What if this person ends up making a fool of themselves? You know, the clips that could potentially go viral and people laughing at them and they become some kind of viral joke and what we've actually done there is we've elevated a person with like pretty serious mental health issues and we've put them into a position through our desire to believe the story we've put them into a position where they could be open to ridicule from massive amounts of people and we definitely don't want that you know it's a real tough balance isn't it i mean it's it's a bit of a you know, a bit of a dilemma that I've been thinking about over this last couple of weeks since initially, well, it must be about five, six weeks ago that I initially stumbled across that particular story. You know, the, the welfare of the individual has to be considered. And if it is actually that this person is not well, you know, it's not good to put them into such a, you know, a, a, a prominent position and open up them you know, th that particular individual to ridicule because it could be somebody who's in an unstable mental state should not be in that position. This is a tough one. It's a really tough one. But I think, to sort of summarise a little bit, I think what what we have to try and do is respond to situations like this with kindness because... The first situation there is that the the story that the account being given is true. What again, whether that's physically going to a location and seeing things, whatever, or experiencing a projection orchestrated by some kind of extraterrestrial intelligence or some non-human intelligence of some kind, or that the whole experience is true. It's really been experienced by this person, but in some kind of mental realm, which is, you know, perhaps just as real as the physical realm that we just don't understand, you know. Anyway, you know, the point is, if you go off that first option, there's a, there's a real thing that happened to this person, whatever that may be. And in that case, you have to treat the person with kindness. You know, that's that's the right thing to do. This person has experienced something that they feel is real, you know, however you define real. And the best way to approach that is to deal with them with kindness. The third option, that the person is unwell and they're having some kind of delusions or whatever, again, the best thing to do there is to treat them with kindness, you know, ridiculing them and, and poking fun at them which i've seen quite a few people doing by the way on twitter this is part of the dilemma you know you've got people who've dived in to support the individual you've got people who've dived in to completely rip the individual apart and this person seems like a nice person you know there's no kind of like as far as I can see, anyway, there's no product being sold here, there's no book being sold, there's no tickets being sold for the press conference that's being announced. And I think the best way to deal with it is just kindness, you know, be open, you know, but try and remain logical at the same time and look for the evidence in the situation. 
And even in the possibility of number two, where the individual, you have your suspicions, say, that the individual is trying to cynically put this story out there in order to benefit themselves, even in that situation, you can't be 100% certain that that is the case. So what if you think that this individual is trying to make some kind of profit there? It turns out you were wrong. We can all be wrong. And if you accuse somebody of something like that, which again, I've seen a lot of people doing, you know, you're risking basically slating somebody and making somebody feel terrible about something that they've actually experienced, you know? So in summary, I think what I'm trying to say is that we have to respond to people who are making claims of this, that, and the other with a little pinch of skepticism, you know, let's try and be realistic about it because if we're trying to find the truth in a situation, that's what you have to remain focused on. But, we have to remember to deal with people with kindness because you don't know what somebody's going through. Somebody might have actually experienced this thing. Somebody might, you know, be not well, in which case you still have to deal with them with kindness, you know. And if somebody actually, if you do suspect somebody of actually making up a claim to benefit themselves, we can't be certain of that. So, you know, it goes back to what I was talking about in one of my previous episodes on the, on the show about tribalism and people you know picking a side and then really slating the other side we live in a time where that is more magnified than ever you know whatever issue it is you know covid and politics and you know social justice issues everything becomes really really bandwagony you know it comes like i'm on this team you're on the other team so screw you and blah 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 and, you know, I think it's just an awful thing to, to do, you know, to, to pick a side and to slate somebody who's on the other side. And we really need to be aware of that. I mean, I'm not, look, I'm not talking about it from the point of view of some kind of, you know, OG in the UFO scene or whatever, because I'm a new person on the scene, really. You know, I, I'm just expressing the way that I see it and the way that I try to to approach these situations and you know it's a bit shocking when you see people who are so kind of like insulting to other people on on twitter and things like that we don't know the full picture and it's even more it's even more hard to get to the bottom of what somebody's actually saying through a twitter post you know it's there's been loads of times where i've seen somebody on twitter posting and thought what is this guy all about you know this is like you know, I don't, I can't get behind this <clears throat> whatsoever. But then I've seen them on a podcast and it's like, oh, okay, now it all makes sense. You know, this is the problem. You know, Twitter, you can't really accurately express yourself on Twitter. You know, it's very difficult and we have to bear things like that in mind. And, and I, that's what I try and do anyway. I, you know, when I say we have to bear things in mind, really, I'm just talking about myself, but, you know, I, I think that's the way that that we were actually going to move forward and be able to get to facts and stuff. We need to not ridicule people's experiences, but we also need to bear in mind that there are a lot of factors to take into account, especially with extremely, you know, fantastic cases that that can arise. 
And I think it's uh, if we want the UFO topic to con- continue to be taken seriously, if we want to see the stigma disappear even more, I, you could you could argue that it's UFOs, UFO Twitter's responsibility to be careful which stories become elevated because if if we you know as a as a community if ufo twitter you know really push and elevate a story that turns out to be complete nonsense in the end you know or it turns out somebody was actually trying to sell a book there's always that possibility that some somebody else will buy into the story and end up feeling like they've been burnt when they find out that it's not real and then you risk kind of turning off a lot of people to the topic and i think a deeper point to consider with all of this as well is that as we know has happened in the past as we know for a fact that has happened in the past the government will put out disinformation now i've talked about this on on the show before quite a few episodes ago but there were specific efforts by the uk government to discredit the IRA in Ireland so anybody who's not aware of, of, of the situation with the IRA basically the Irish Republican Army um, they wanted to separate from the United Kingdom and the United Kingdom Britain um, you know the British Parliament the British uh, you know um, people in charge wanted to um, basically keep uh, Northern Ireland as part of the UK and the Irish Republican Army wanted to separate the whole of Ireland from the UK and reclaim Northern Ireland essentially and it's a very very complex topic I'm just kind of giving a very brief summary there but um, the IRA were basically the subject of a disinformation campaign by the British intelligence services where um, and all of this has become available through freedom of information requests and so on. But there was actually um, undercover intelligence agents working uh, within media outlets. I think there was, the figure was something about 30 different um, intelligence agents working undercover, uh, posing as reporters for major news organisations. So there's not that many major news organisations in the UK. So when you consider there's that number of them, that means that at least at least one or two undercover agents working as journalists within any given media outlet in the UK. So when you're reading an article, there's a possibility that that article was written by an intelligence agent who was specifically manipulating the way that the information is presented within an article to change public perception, you know, in order to shape public perception um, according to what the government is trying to achieve. And they did that with the IRA. And not only that, they actually had people within the IRA who were given were intelligence agents that had been planted you know undercover that were actually members of the ira and ireland is a very very strict catholic country and what they did was the people who actually were undercover posing as ira members when they went on a parade through a particular town they were given satanic clothing to wear so one particular guy was wearing a pentagram t-shirt 
And then during this parade, the IRA were seen and photographed by possibly even, you know, even more undercover people who worked in media organisations. And then the front pages of the papers that showed the reporting of this particular parade showed IRA marching along down a street wearing pentagram satanic clothing. So at least some of them were wearing pentagram clothing. Obviously, subconsciously, a lot of people who are strict Catholics in Ireland, the government of the UK, you know, the British government, didn't want those people to see the IRA marching down a street and think, oh, this is a good cause, I'm gonna I'm gonna join up with them, I'm gonna go along with supporting the IRA. A lot of Catholic people would have seen people in the IRA wearing satanic imagery on the clothing and instantly been switched off from it. And that was the disinformation that they that they put across during that campaign. All legit documents that have now come out that you can go and find on the internet and read all about it. It really happened. And the 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 people who wrote the articles who featured the particular photographs where you could clearly see the satanic imagery on the clothing the people who wrote the articles were were intelligence agents planted in uh, you know posing as reporters for media organizations we know that this happened in the past and clearly things like that have happened in america as well you know we know all about richard doty and things like that where you know specifically the government paid people to spread disinformation within the ufo community and every time we see some kind of fantastical case arise we do have to bear in mind unfortunately that there's the possibility that there is some disinformation there and the government are going to want to do that aren't they if they want to if they want to you know if they want to shut down the the current buzz one of the best ways to do it is to muddy the waters so there's got to be at the moment a certain percentage of all the cases that we read about a certain percentage of them is going to be disinformation and something that's really occurred to me recently is that if the government wanted to shut this topic down which we have to think there's there's got to be some people within secret squirreled away departments in in the US government and probably the UK government as well that want this topic to come out you know and they're behind the scenes they're working with people like Luel Zondo Chris Mellon and so on to help the efforts to 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 bring about some kind of disclosure on the other hand there's almost certainly people within similar departments you know who are working against those efforts and we know this is the case because we've seen it with Luella Zondo being attacked left right and center and you know trying to be uh, people are trying to discredit him you know the thing of deleting all of his emails and so on there's a tug of war going on behind the scenes in these in these secret departments of the government and you have to think that there must be some efforts underway at the moment to to discredit much as there's there's also efforts underway to to help push the the disclosure that that you know large amounts of people in the public are, are, are wanting there's there's definitely efforts underway to to kind of like pop the balloon as it were you know this this balloon of of interest in the ufo topic at the moment it's growing and growing you've got more and more mainstream news sources um 
you know, jumping on board to seriously report on the issue and not just make it a laughing stock as it used to be. Um, and there's definitely going to be some efforts underway. And the the thing that I kind of think about with this is the the Trojan horse approach that the intelligence services may well be trying to take here, which is to present a story orchestrated very carefully by people within the intelligence services, have that story pushed by mainstream news sources, which they've more, more than likely got people installed in those mainstream media outlets. And this this particular story is taken on board you know, by the UFO community, by the mainstream who are on board with the UFO topic, and then it all turns out to be you know a lot of nonsense and some some at some planned point during this process the story gets discredited or the story is made to be a laughing stock and it's it's that very large scale event of people feeling burned like they bought into a story that turned out to be nonsense and that is a a pretty significant way that the the people who don't want the UFO topic being uh, elevated to the level where it, it currently is and, and is going to be in, in the years to come that's a pretty significant way that they could do it i mean you only have to look at the phoenix lights thing you know just it gained traction it gained traction more and more high profile people were taking it seriously all of a sudden they do the the infamous press conference where the guy comes out in an alien outfit turns the whole thing into a laughing stock overnight and all of the people you know who were hoping to find some answers the hopes were just dashed instantly and the whole thing was relegated to um a relatively small kind of cult following amongst the the ufo community and the mainstream public just just switched off from it because of this you know ridiculous guy in an alien suit coming out and, and those kinds of things and we know that that's a very very effective way to burst the bubble we know that from the way that things have happened in the past there are people installed in media outlets who are actually undercover intelligence agents who are trying to to shape the public's perception of certain things and you have to assume that if those things have happened in the past they're probably still happening now then i mean it's such a deep topic to discuss because i mean you've even got the possibility of um russia and china interfering and actually having their own sources of disinformation within western media and you know i could go on and on and on and on but i think that's probably enough for one day but it's something that i've been thinking about quite a lot um the you know the potential trojan horse you know disinformation um approach that must be being considered if, if it's not even already in, in effect and what percentage of people, you know, are actually spreading disinformation? There must be, if you think about it statistically, there must be at least one person who you follow on UFO Twitter or has a podcast or is an expert who goes to conferences giving speeches or whatever. There must be at least one that you probably follow right now who is, is spreading disinformation. Not not trying to go down like the, you know, overly paranoid type of thing, but it's quite likely statistically that that's the case. So it just, you know, just should inform your thinking really. It should, it should make you consider that, you know, not everything you read is, is 100% legit. And there must be some cases, there must be some UFO cases that 
you know that that you take seriously that you think are very credible that actually aren't and that could be from disinformation it could be somebody who's trying to you know gain a bit of fame or a bit of attention it's a very very tricky subject to um to to navigate through to find the truth but it's all part of what you have to deal with if you really want to get to the truth so yeah that that's enough for today then so as i say um there's um there's going to be the James Iron Dolly engaging a phenomenon interview next Friday, um, which is um, uh, was a great chat. Really, really enjoyed it. James is such a cool guy and um, very, very knowledgeable about the topic. He's been looking into the UFO topics for way longer than I have, and uh, specifically delves into the CE five consciousness um element of things and that's something that i'm really fascinated in so um great conversation definitely worth checking that out next friday um and um after that um i've been kind of discussing a few things of having some guests on but what i don't want to do is just have guests on for the sake of it so i think um i'd probably done about what 12 episodes or something of just solo episodes really before i even got any guests on never really even planned to have guests on if i'm honest with you it was just supposed to be me rambling on but when i realized that actually there's you know a fair few people actually listen to the podcast um and uh, it was actually andy from that ufo podcast actually messaged me on twitter and was like you know i'd love to be your first guest and i was like oh yeah guest uh why not do that then yeah that sounds like a good idea and I think people like listening to the the episodes with guests and hopefully you know people like listening to the episodes where it's just me solo as well so as I say what I don't want to do is just have guests on for the sake of it so I'll only bring guests uh, onto the podcast who I'm, I'm really fascinated by who I think we can we can all learn from and and get information from so there's definitely going to be some more of that going forward um, but obviously there's going to be some more of these solo ones one that I'd quite like to do next I think after the um after next week so like the week after next might be another um, speculation type episode where i go into some what ifs and speculation because those are always fun to do um and i've also got um another one that's that's um quite a quite a tricky area to to get to the facts in is crash retrievals and that's something i've um i've already been typing up quite a few pages of notes on that so far I think it's a logical one that you end up on when you have been going down the path of looking into UFOs and sightings and all the different cases and things like that. It's it's pretty much common sense by this point that that UFOs are a thing. You know, they're real. The government are looking into it. The government have got all of our money. You know, intelligence services and all the defence. Um, parts of the government all the secret departments all of the equipment they've got all of the knowledge and the people that they've got they don't know what this thing is and they're looking into it you know when you accept that that's the case which i think you know probably most people who listen to the podcast will think as well the next logical thing is well have we ever actually found craft and that's where it gets really difficult to get to the truth so there's going to be a podcast coming up on that as well i'm not sure when that'll be because there's so much that i have to research to try and make sure that i'm you know i've got the, the the relevant facts and things but that's one that i'm kind of deep in at the moment of researching so again anybody who's got any information that that, that um you know could be useful for, for that please get in touch and let me know so as i say twitter at ufo thinker um 
there's going to be some great stuff coming up on the podcast over the next few weeks as I've just explained so um, that's about all we've got time for for today so I'll see you next time UFO Thinker Podcast.